0: World Live. As always, I'm your host, Jessica. And this week we have some returning guests. We have the publishers behind Two Little Mice. Thank you so much for coming back on.
1: Thank you for having
0: us. Uh, so I'm very excited to talk to you and have you back because you have a really exciting project on to talk about. Uh, so we have uh, Memento Mori, uh, which is an RPG of dreams and corruptions that we'll be talking about, which is currently live on Kit. Um, And also, I believe you have a quick starter guide as well. So, if while we're talking, you're interested in in having a look, um, the link for the Kickstarter, the backer kit is in the show notes and also the quick start guide as well. So, if you want to to have a read through and find out more while we're talking, please feel free to do that. Um, But yeah, so uh, Rico, Simona, you've been on the show before. um, So, I won't ask you about your background and history with role playing games. If people are curious, they can listen to the episode on household this lovely RPG here um, so uh, if they're interested in that but because you've been on the show before last year I wanted to ask you about what you've been up to um, since your last visit any games you've particularly enjoyed playing or the, you know things you've been working on so yeah who would like to start?
2: Well I, I personally of course I have um, played a lot of Outgunned which is our yeah. English. We were very really busy, so, exactly, yeah, yeah. and completing Outkamp yeah. in the last few months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but mostly because the, uh, the the campaign for Afghan went so well, and we unlocked really tons of stuff. So yes. basically, last yeah. year we had even Memento Mori was supposed to was announced for you know 2023, but we oh, couldn't yeah. manage because we were swarmed mm-hmm. by all the yes. stuff that we had to do for Afghan. Uh, so mm-hmm. I played a lot of that, and of course mm-hmm. I played a lot of uh, Memento Mori. work and the, at the mm-hmm. new edition with the original mm-hmm. authors because we we are not the original authors of Memento mm-hmm. Mori. Uh, mm-hmm. And I am still trying to play Dragonbane. That was oh, uh, yes? uh, from from Free League back at uh general. So Here mm-hmm. I'm trying, but I've read through amazing game. It looks like at least, but uh, you know, very promising and uh, mm-hmm. can play. But I can say I already played.
0: Yeah. I also have Dragonbane and have not played it as well. So it's also (laughs) sat on that shelf there, not being played. Um, But, Simona, (laughs) how about you? Uh,
1: I I am more or less in the same position as Rico, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit worse because I also have a a little son. He's two years old. So, okay. Playing Outgun or Memento Mori for work, I have little, with two leaders per time, unfortunately. I, have, I also i am building up several titles. I, mm-hmm. I really, really, really like uh, to play, but a little, not very much time in the last six months since we spoke last
2: time, maybe seven, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. No, well, yeah, keeping, uh, keeping a child alive is, is hard work, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> no, no, we also grabbed with Simone um, Flabbergast at the ah, last. Oh,
0: well, yes.
2: But still... Very, happy to, uh, in Luca, we grabbed it uh, physically in Luca. Yeah, in Luca, the Italian version. Luca comics is the biggest Italian
1: uh, convention for RPG comics and the likes. So we were there, of course, in November. And also I grabbed a ton of titles. I have the last werewolf. My wife is very uh, keen on World of Darkness and Werewolf in particular. Mm-hmm. I read it, but it's, it's very hard to
2: find the time to play. Yeah. something of course. The more, the, the, the more we do this as a, a job, a as main you. job, that's mm-hmm. what we do for a living, making RPGs. But the more we make them, the less we get to to play. play. Kind of the yes, only you know, when you have some spare time,
1: you think, okay, maybe a little playtest or some friend, Let's mm-hmm. try this new mechanics or this new module, etc. So uh, we are here, but uh, like so many players, we keep mm-hmm. stacking books after books that we would really love to play. <laughs>
0: absolutely yeah i think that's very very common to have that case interesting you mentioned flabbergasted as well we had them on the show for not DD. so if anyone's interested in learning about that there is a previous episode about flabbergasted as well but let's talk about what we are are here to talk about so uh memento mori could you give us an overview of, of of what this game is we've heard dreams corruption so so what is this game
2: um, so Memento Mori is an original Italian games written and designed by uh, Marco Bucci and Andrea Felicioni. This is the uh, Italian edition, and these mm-hmm. actually came up uh, in 2018, around the mm-hmm. time that the first edition of Household uh, was, uh, you know, launched in Italy. And we actually shared our first boot at Luca Comics and Games with the authors. Uh, oh, okay. Of- so, it's kind of, we, you know, we grew we up.
1: very close, very yeah. friends. Uh, yeah. Before the pandemic, we used to share a booth in each and every convention in 2008, 18 and 19. So,
2: we knew them pretty well back then. Mm-hmm. So, it, we, we decided to try and, you know, make an international edition of Memento Mori and also mm-hmm. uh, bringing new stuff because... Um, uh, they only made like three books in Italy and then they uh, they stopped. It was their, you know, their main job. Uh, but mm-hmm. now we want to, you know, continue the line with them. So basically Memento Mori is an historical folk horror RPG mm-hmm. uh, where you are playing in Europe in the 1343, 47. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. The idea, but basically during the Black the during the Black Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's happening around you? Historical, medieval, uh, dark Europe. Well, uh, two thirds of the population are dying, uh, you know, because of the of the plague, and mm-hmm. you are what we call a drifter. And the drifter is basically someone who is uh, infected with the plague, and so he is. Lo- they are slowly dying, but as mm-hmm. they die, uh, they. Um, they develop the ability to see behind the, the veil. So um, they uh, get to know a supernatural creature from the European folklore. They start they start to see stuff. They start to gain some dark powers. And the more they use those powers, the more they get corrupted.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, basically, you are uh, a dying man or woman trying to fulfill your dying uh, last wish. So mm-hmm. your dream is basically your last wish wish before, you know, leaving the earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you die in this game, as you lose, as you fail, as you become more infected, as you use your power, you become stronger. So it's mm-hmm. basically the whole game. It's a, a death spiral where you are becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and more, you know, su- supernatural and more inhuman until you die and hopefully you will have to you know fulfill your dream just before dying
0: yes so, so yeah not a happy ending game then but uh, but oh. but maybe bittersweet with
2: mechanics of the,
1: the mechanic of the dream is a very bittersweet oh, oh, it's open for a bittersweet ending you know mm-hmm. so you have this grand dream that could mm-hmm. be uh, really anything from you want to maybe you want to save your town, your town may be surrounded by uh, dangerous or supernatural creatures or bandits or vests by an evil lord. And you are just a common folk. You will use all your powers, but at least you know that your sacrifice is not in vain. Uh, so it, it's a very intense and very interesting concept for a game.
0: Sure. Yes, definitely. So what is the, uh, the system like? So how, does, how will we be playing? I believe we use a lot of D6 dices in the game, yeah?
2: Yeah, the yeah. game is uh, the, the first game that we did without our signature system. So we are still using D6. Mm-hmm. And the aim of the game uh, is to have a five or a six. Those are considered mm-hmm. successes in most cases. Uh, sometimes even the four can be successes, sometimes only the six but 3, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about the system is that uh, everything in the uh, drifter sheet is connected to uh, some slots. And these mm-hmm. slots uh, um, will give you a die, a white dye. Um, mm-hmm. so basically, everything you have, your organs, which are your attributes, yes. and your blood, which is your health, your life, and your name, and your bonds, with other people and your memories, your equipment, but also, uh, you know, every, really everything there is on the character sheet yes. be used to give you one additional die to your role. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the basic of the game. But as you fail, as you die, as you get corrupted, you get to change some of these die with black dice, And the mm-hmm. black die will give you what we call the corrupted slot, so you can you have to, uh, you know, fill in one slot so it becomes black. Yeah. Uh, and when you are using that slot, you will use black dice, and black dice will have more powerful successes. But also, they get you know, if you get a one with a black dice, you get corrupted more. Okay. And so the more you use them, the more you are keen, you know, to corruption. But the mm-hmm. the really the main uh, uh, idea, which I find uh, brilliant. It's- Um, is that everything, really everything on the character sheet can be corrupted, can be exchanged. Even your memories, even your name, you can corrupt them. So, for example, just something Mm -hmm. that happens to me during um, one of the last game, um, Mm -hmm. I was playing an ex-soldier, kind Mm -hmm. of like, uh, you know, a berserk kind of feel like you are, yeah. Um, mercenary
1: in this yeah. war-ravaged land, etc.
0: Yeah.
2: So I had um, a memory uh, that was the uh, you know the last time I saw my comrades, basically. So the mm-hmm. smile was called. We yes. use phrases the smiles of my comrades. So basically, these memories that I could you know use for example when I needed some courage, I had to mm-hmm. answer. I could could use this uh, die from this memory of the last smile of my comrades. And then once I corrupted that memory, I turned it it into a supernatural power so that memory was the souls of my comrades. And that was something that I could use to actually turn it into a spell. To basically summon during a very tense scene, I summoned this... You know, rotten corpses of my ex friends and comrades <laughs> came out of the ground and started, you know, killing stuff around. And that's um, uh, and that's kind of how the game works. And I think yeah. it, uh, um, it it's really brilliant the idea that everything mm-hmm. can be corrupted, even your name. And yes. yeah, one of the most powerful corruption is- of
1: the name is the stuff that I find cooler for yeah. me because when you you can corrupt your name twice, two times to become more powerful. And you Mm -hmm. have basically your name and um, a surname. It's a way that the others call you, like Mm -hmm. you are strong arm because you are very strong. You something something about you. And when you corrupt your name, you lose uh, first your surname, but not just the mechanics in the scheme, also your identity, you lose, you are no longer known for that. And when you corrupt entirely your name, you will forget your name. Just your your other drifter friends, your, your, your uh, the other players at the table mm-hmm. will remember you. But you will gain incredible amount of power, of course, because mm-hmm. now you have a dark name, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you, you can uh, transform it in a very powerful spell, but you will uh, forever forget what you were as a human. Yeah,
0: so gosh.
1: It's very, very... Um, Fascinating for me. It's it's a very unique twist on this, uh, you know, grimdark medieval uh, theme to to play with your character as, uh, mm-hmm. as something to sacrifice piece by piece in order to achieve his dreams. Uh, so yeah. it's it very very. Uh, it, it grants the ability to uh, show and tell and live very unique kind of story of maybe redemption. Or salvation, Accelerator, It's it's very interesting. We we yeah. were, of course with those games we, we decided yeah. as you can probably imagine, mm. uh, before we decided to bring it to the, the international audience.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. I think it's great that the corruption is a uh, mechanic, obviously setting, but also it has a narrative uh, yes. in the story. So it because that's very interesting. Because I imagine that's where a lot of the horror comes from this game because you'll play this character um, over the course of the game and then you maybe look back and see all that you've lost and and yeah yeah things like that and and maybe I guess if you forget your name and your purpose maybe you even forget the purpose of what your dream is because maybe if your dream was to like save your town but you have had so much corruption like you had with your old comrades and friends and you've lost your name is that dream still important? I, I think that's very, very interesting. <laughs> it's very um,
2: interesting.
0: Of course, the, the, one, it's
1: one what fans the- are for, in this case. It's what <laughs> other players are for and what the pact be- between the different uh, players is for. But yes, that that's the kind of, uh, you know, dilemmas that the game is on. You can have the power to defeat your enemy and fulfil your dream, but at what cost? If you lose mm. yourself, maybe you will lose. The mean, why are you doing this? For who yes. are you doing this? Or maybe you will lose yes. the memories of the people you are trying to save and mm. what will remain
2: of you. It's very, very, very interesting. Sometimes you don't actually die in the end because we always say okay. that you have to die. But there are ways and you can yes. you know, cheat oh. that. Uh, possibly with the help of some supernatural creature yes. uh, mm-hmm. that... Might help you, uh, but sometimes you lose so much about yourself that it's um, it's still um, a bittersweet ending with the game because you are, um, for example, the dream of my ex-soldier character mm-hmm. to see um, his uh, beloved uh, soon-to-be wife, you know, one last time. So I went all the way from the war to see this. Uh, the, this beautiful girl one last time, but I managed to save myself. And when I arrived, uh, the narrator, which was kind of, you know, a bad person, uh, made me see this wonderful girl. Which was one of the others, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was one of the others. And (laughs) and and, uh, so I saw what was going to be my wife with uh, a child, a beautiful child, that was possibly my child, I didn't know, but they were happy, you know, living their life. And I was uh, so scared, physically and mentally destroyed that I simply my uh, the finale for those for that character was simply to you know see them smile at them and then you know turn around and go back uh, to to the war basically because he no longer felt you know like worthy of this kind of life or or something. Yeah. So it's really. Um, and uh, that's that's the the cool thing about the game. It's a very narrative game. Of course, it might mm-hmm. look uh, like an OSR or something when you first see, you know, the the, mm-hmm. thematics. but it's actually a very narrative, very dramatic game. Uh, and uh, at first, you are eager to corrupt yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there is a lot of space in the character sheet, and say, ah, yes. maybe I can corrupt that, and gain this power, and then I will do this and that. And then after a couple, of, you know. Of corrupted slot, you are like, okay, I'm <laughs> whatever think... we got? <laughs> Who I am. Yeah, you know, you are you are more conservative about yourself because you are losing your character. So it's I think it's very, very funny.
0: Yes, definitely. So with the uh so we talked a lot about you you're gaining corruption, and that's because you want power to overcome, you know, the obstacles or the the entities, the monstrous things you're dealing with. Can you talk a little bit about those? What, what sort of obstacles and uh, things will we be fighting in the game?
2: I'll leave this to Simone. Yeah. I wanted to show you this before. I have a oh, yeah? here. This mm-hmm. is the Codex Gaigas, which is mm-hmm. the kind of the bestiary of this game. And mm-hmm. uh, the author, Marco Bucci, one of the outer is kind of, you know, an expert and very passionate about all kind of pagan stuff and uh, you know mm-hmm. European folklore. So this is mm-hmm. basically the creature that you will find a lot kind of creature from the European uh folklore treated in mm-hmm. a very, you know, realistic and a very um the, the, there's a lot of study behind those creatures. Yes. And mm-hmm.
1: um, Basically, the idea behind oh, sorry, I don't know if you heard, the, the idea behind the behind the veil, which is the mm-hmm. name of this other dimension, is that the stuff of legends of myths in the folklore uh, exists in this uh, like mirror dimension called mm-hmm. beyond the veil, and only the drifter, uh, the character, are the they are called drifter because they can go back and forth. They can physically enter this other dimension and yeah. uh, re-enter our world that grants them all the powers that they have. But of course, uh, for this same reason, they a lot of creatures are very eager to prey on them because yes. maybe they want to come this way. Maybe they want them as a lie because beyond the veil, there are. It, it, it's not a very happy place as you can sure. probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot of monsters, a lot of intrigues, a lot of, of things happening. And the cool thing that it's not an entirely, you know, uh, sort of uh, demonic uh, dimension where you just have to fight. No, you will. uh, We will have the chance to meet a lot of different kind of creatures. Some, Mm -hmm. most of them malign, but some of them benign, and and some of them just with their own agenda that can come as an ally to you or not. It depends. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very the lore of this creature in the Codex Geigas, it's very deep and it's full of way on how to incorporate these different creatures inside uh your session. Uh the, the, the fun things about the, the, the books, it's one of the first time in history the books went out of sale in Italy before the core book of the game, oh, because yeah. it's it's written with a very, very deep known of the European folklore and it's 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 a beautiful book, um, mm-hmm. beautiful illustration, but it's very uh, beautiful to read uh, because mm-hmm. it's it's full of ideas uh, and basically each of these creature can easily be the the main focus on an entire campaign mm-hmm. because they are deep. They have their motives. What are, the, are they doing? Why? How you can interact with them? What happens if they help you or if you help them? Maybe they unlock some. Uh, Uh, object that you need for a ritual for some uh i don't know some powerful man maybe you want to bring back uh someone you love from the dead it's possible Mm -hmm. knowing the right creature and doing what it needs to be done is it worth the cost i don't know probably not the (laughs) says but it's been done in several legends in several fairy tales you know Mm -hmm. so maybe you can try it's very, very interesting it it uh, it's a mix of uh, what what every everybody knows about folklore, the creatures, uh, all the creatures will total are dead, the uh, incubus, you know the uh, little folk of the mm-hmm. Celtic folklore, just mm-hmm. maybe House of Team uh, and many, but with a, a unique point of view, a mm-hmm. unique twist that is this this beyond the veil, this double dimension. Uh, Mm -hmm. idea that it's very tangible and the other cool stuff is when you are a drifter and you are in in the material world you Mm -hmm. are the only one who can see the other creature that lives in our world for the others they are just like common people but you see them as they really are they are creatures from beyond the veil that disguise them as uh, animals or as creatures and that's very, very another very cool idea. So mm-hmm. you are fighting some giant, uncomprehensible monster, but for the other folk in the town, you are just fighting against the guards of the local lords because they just so that's a normal thing. so it's it, it opened a very uh, a great uh, kind of of way to
2: interact with these creatures. also because mm-hmm. the, the game is not very focused on you know fighting this creature. Mm-hmm. It's more about what kind of danger they can represent for the community. One example is uh the uh you know the good old lady that is taking care of, the, of all the orphans. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you become a drifter, you may know that she's actually a croon who's going to hit these children. Okay. Uh okay. and, and mm-hmm. you can see her as the monstrous creature, she, and you will have to possibly defeat them or trick her. Or or whatever, but it's very open. One thing that the authors were saying uh, during an Italian live stream is that it's like it's basically like The Witcher, but you okay. are not the Witcher, and there are no Witcher,
1: <laughs> no Witcher, and no mage.
2: They're
1: okay, right. And
2: you. I think that was a cool, uh, you know, explanation of everything. Like there are these huge dark mm-hmm. creatures, but you are, you know, basically uh, you are yourself, and you are just not. Just,
0: just some guy doing his best yeah. in this terrifying. Yeah.
1: The things that I find really fascinating is that you actually don't know what is what is happening to you. It's just just oh, really? discovered you were uh, infected with a plague that is basically uh, uh, means death in that period. Of very of very few percentage of the population uh, mm. can survive this. And then you start seeing things things you you, you only believe there were fairy tales you know mm-hmm. uh or legends and then you begin to develop those dark powers and it, it's also for the characters is it's like that they are, they are improvising a lot mm-hmm. they are yeah. trying to understand how this creature what they want and how they can use all collaborate the, with this creature to achieve their dream. It's, it's why dreams fall because your character has mm-hmm. a very, very strong goal, you know, uh, direction that this is oh, their dream.
0: Yeah. And is this the thing that unifies the, the characters in the game? They come together because they've all started seeing these strange things. So that's the reason why they yes. work together. Yeah. Amazing. So. Um, talking about, you know, we talked about there's, you know, there's obviously the rules, there's, you know, different adventures and monsters, but I understand there's like four different books you get in the in the backer kit.
2: Almost, because actually oh. one of the four books, the blue one that mm-hmm. you can see in the box, it's not a book but it's a mm-hmm. book itself, a, a box. Oh, okay. So yes, so basically there are three books plus a, a fake book mm-hmm. uh, that will have uh, tarot cards, major arcana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. a set of dice, uh, black and white, uh, and some stuff that we are unlocking during the campaign. One Mm -hmm. is the, um, uh, what we call the Blade of Ruins, and the Blades Mm -hmm. of Ruins are basically um, kind of magical artifact shaped as swords or daggers. Mm -hmm. um, And each will come in um, something like this. These Mm -hmm. were um this is this was something that one of the authors did for a convention mm-hmm. in Italy was basically uh paint this kind of you know stuff or um, usually artifact or plants mm-hmm. with a little more uh of the object, and there was kind of you know handout for people yes. during convention. Yeah. And he did something uh, with this a number of blades, so he mm-hmm. hand drawn these blades and uh, gave them a loan. they are going to be part of the box. And also mm-hmm. we're doing something very special for the campaign, which is my favorite part of the, you know, stretch goals, which are called the binding pact, uh, which are some, you know, group sheet um, that are, you know, kind of um, how you have for a PBTA, where you have yes. your character sheet, you know, with all the stuff that you can fill in.
0: yeah, but yeah. yeah. For
2: different adventures in different, you know, thematics. For example, there is one uh, that's called The Coven, when there are all the additional rules and all the question to play Memento Mori as um, a coven of witches, uh, a so-called witches who actually mm-hmm. gain, you know, powers thanks to the plague. So the main story mm-hmm. is that you were, you know, women in the medieval times, uh, mm-hmm. And at a certain point, the um, your village gets the plague and you gets the plague and you un- unlock some supernatural powers and now you're kind of the scapegoat. People are looking at you, maybe it's your fault and you have All to right. use the power to help them or to destroy them or to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, get vengeance or justice. Oh, or there's another binding pact uh, which is made to allow players to play um, after a shipwreck. Okay, like yeah. You possibly, um, you are traveling to find a cure or something, or you get mm-hmm. infected, you know, during the travel, and then your ship got, you know, gates, yes, and your ship causes some casualties. So you On are basically setting.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Fab. So that's all, uh, as I mentioned, like available on a backer kit with a full list and all the details. And it's, uh, I would like to talk about the art and the style you've gone for this, because like all of your products, they're very, very pretty books. Uh, so what was the inspiration for the, the art and the way that the books kind of look and feel?
2: Well, we have two uh, different directions for this book, mm-hmm. because one was, of course, the original direction from mm-hmm. the uh, Italian order. So. Mm-hmm. Their idea was to have uh, mm-hmm.
0: a um,
2: kind of very natural book that felt yeah. like, you know, um, a Bible. And paper, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uncoated paper, uh, warm black and white. It's not really, you know, an electric black and white because the paper is almost a little bit yellow. Uh, yeah. It's all, you know, it, it's all um, illustrated in black and white mainly mm-hmm. by Francesco Biagini and mm-hmm. Francesco is a very a, a very good <laughs> artist. This is an yes. Hydra, yes. and he likes you know, this... Uh, there is kind of an OSR feeling, I think, to this art, but it's yes. really... Yeah,
0: yeah. They are
2: they, they are extremely pretty, and everything is hand-drawn, every, yeah. you know, detail of this book. There is a lot of, you know, artistry yeah. uh, in this. On yeah. the other hand, we like... Uh, you know, we like boxes, we like, you know, <laughs> we
0: mm-hmm.
2: like colorful art. So mm-hmm. we came up with uh this incredible artwork by Daniela Giubellini who is the author, the artist for Outgun and Household. Mm-hmm. This kind of red cover with the death uh yes. and the night and it, it didn't fit in the books, of course. So we that's why we came up with this idea of making, uh, you know, a cover for the box. So mm-hmm. you can showcase your books with a, a black and white and gold, uh, you know, box. Or you can put on this magnetic cover. And then to give a little bit more meaning, you know, to this magnetic cover, we turned it to, into a narrator screen. So basically okay. there are mm-hmm. rooms inside, so you can... Uh, use it uh, so basically there, there's kind of two products in one and then uh, we we wanted to do a little bit more for the international edi- edition so we came up mm-hmm. with the tarot idea mm-hmm. which are going to be black and white and you know golden foil uh, always mm-hmm. made by uh, Francesco Biagini mm-hmm. and um, uh, one of the authors uh, of the original authors Marco has this dream that was his dream to mm-hmm this you know box oh, okay. like a book mm-hmm. uh, and it's something that is really hard to do on the italian market where you yeah. have like a thousand two thousand people tops buying mm-hmm. the code uh it would be totally out of budget but since we are doing this on you know a crowdfunding uh mm-hmm. a platform on backerkit uh we we can do this kind of crazy stuff that's why i love mm-hmm. crowdfunding so much
0: yeah yeah it is great, yeah. and so if that was his dream, what corruption did he take to make this a reality? Then, so
2: to you. I, I we don't have enough time. <laughs> to,
0: to okay, for later, another another episode. We'll we'll invite you them on to talk about.
2: You don't know the authors, but basically, yeah. what's what's funny is that the one who did all the rules, the game design, mm-hmm. which is Andrea, they are mm-hmm. brothers. Uh, they have two different surnames but they are they are um, brothers, same same mother, same father. And um, Andrea is the most average, you know, uh, guy. Andrea is black hair, always you know dressed tidy, has a good job. And uh, Marco, uh, who done the lore mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this game, uh, Marco is uh, an LGBTQ icon. He works as a comic, you know, comic Mm. book writer, very successful in Italy. White (laughs) hair, full of tattoos of, you know, different uh, pagan Mm -hmm. stuff and something. So um, he is clearly the corrupted and dreamful (laughs) and side of the family. I think it's uh, when you look at them, you are clearly, clearly, he's the the most. He has the most power in the family that's pretty obvious.
0: Okay, so he's taken the corruption to make these dreams yeah, come true for the family. Excellent.
2: You'll have to see them. I think they're they're quite funny as a, a couple as a mm-hmm. brothers and they both have, you know, different amazing um, careers and idea and it was really mm-hmm. lovely to work with them.
0: Fantastic. Um, so, so as we mentioned before, the Backer Kit campaign is now uh, live. Um, and so it's going on for a few more weeks now, I believe. What? Where, when does the campaign end? Uh,
1: the, uh, February 8th is the last February day of 8th. the campaign. So next week, okay. February, Thursday, next Thursday.
0: I okay so they, a week left okay. so people get involved um so uh, one thing i did notice is previously your campaigns have been on kickstarter like with household uh, and this one is on backerkit so i was just um wondering you know what the reasons were for, for the change in that if that's okay because i know there's a lot of creators that use crowdfunding and are thinking about using different platforms
1: mm-hmm. so basically we wanted to try backerkit from me we mm-hmm. uh Work with Baker Kit in our mm-hmm. other um, crowdfunding campaign on mm-hmm. Kickstarter as advertisement and pledge manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we already know them. Uh, mm-hmm. They opened the, their own crowdfunding platform three mm-hmm. years ago, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, three years.
1: Something like that. And they asked us to join them with a. Uh, with, with the product, with a project, and to see how it goes. Uh, so mm-hmm. in the end, we thought Memento Mori could be a good chance to try it out, to test it mm-hmm. out this you new know, campaign. And for now, we are we are very happy with mm-hmm. how the campaign is going. Uh, let's chat again at the end. Let's see yeah. uh, not not just the result, but also the the, the tools you have. Mm-hmm. You really like them. And uh, mm-hmm. So we are for, for now. We are have happy mm-hmm. with our choice and we will of course think uh, make a, our own uh, thinking after the campaign ends and see uh, what to do in the future but mm-hmm. it, it, it's worth it's worth trying. It's yeah. uh, uh, it, 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 there are very plenty of good people that are working hard in mm-hmm. both advertising and helping you uh, having your campaign out and we are we are enjoying working with
0: them amazing well great to hear well i think we are coming up to the end of our time on the show so thank you both so much for coming back uh, you know again you keep making great games so i keep inviting you back to talk about them um right. do you have any kind of closing words or information you'd like to share about Memento maury
2: well we talked a lot about the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think that, um, as always, thank you for having us here and for having this, you know, this show and this moment for, you know, products that are not D&D and that struggle a little bit more, you know, to get uh, known. Um, to tie with the, you know, Kit, uh discourse, I would encourage everyone who's listening to us who, who wants to do something, you know, on crowdfunding to, you know, try on different platforms, try on different you know, methods, not just to follow what what have been done because um, this is an ever-changing, you know, uh, field. Um, And uh, we still don't know uh, where we are going, all of us. And, this, you know, this hobby, how it's going to evolve. So I think it's worth Mm to, you know, explore different uh, realities, partnership and... uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, whatsoever, and I think we've talked more than enough, you have uh, two excuses, (laughs) We are very worthy, it's also, we Italian talks a lot, and it's even harder to express in English, so,
0: of course, yeah,
2: we tend to, you know, talk uh, over a little bit, Uh, but yeah.
0: No, that's perfect for a podcast guest I, I want you to talk a lot so it's ideal thank you so much But yes, um, okay so I'll wrap the show up there uh, thank you so much for coming back on to, to talk about your game uh, and I hope it does well on back a kit I'll certainly be picking up a copy myself uh, and if you're listening and you're interested the links are in the show notes uh, where you can find links to everything and a link to the quick start guide um, but yes thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week with more games that are not d for you to check out thank you very much bye, bye.